Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Uh, you may have discussed this yesterday, but I had to miss, and I just wanted to, a matter of clarification, maybe just for myself, but I have looked hard at day number 13 observations, and I could not find this young man on the depth chart anywhere, yet in uh, practice observation day number 12, uh, he is launching passes to Drew Wynn, and to Jacqueline Crawford, uh, his name is Kendall Browse. Mm-hmm. Where is he on the depth chart? <laughs> well, <laughs> nowhere really. But uh, you know, he's out there working just as hard as everybody else. And uh, you know, I've always thought it's good to have a guy. You know, Browse played D back in college, but um, you know, obviously he has an offensive background with his dad and everything in high school and stuff. But um, I always thought it's good to have a quarterback as a position coach, like Kenny Guyton, for example, with the wide receivers, because those guys have to catch passes. You see Kenny Guyton throwing a lot of balls out there. Dow Loggins with the tight ends, former quarterback, throws a lot of passes out there. So it's good to have some guys out there that can can throw the ball and step in if needed. But the reason they were doing that, they were doing inside, you know, they split the field, so they do inside run on one side. um, And... You know, they need a quarterback over there, and they're a little limited on quarterbacks. So, um, you know, on the other side, they'll do one-on-ones with, you know, you know, passing. So for inside run, you don't use you don't use corners or wide receivers. It's just running stuff, but you need a quarterback. And that's where they had Cade Fortin and um, the other uh, walk-on. I'm forgetting his name, number 19. And then uh, they just had Hornsby and KJ over on the other side. So, so Kendall stepped in and took a few reps. <laughs> I saw that, and I thought, you got to be kidding Ray Carr Sebo is yeah. the uh, young man you're re- referencing. Yeah. Um, Kendall's out there sharpening iron with iron. Just like yeah. say. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that expression. Yes, sir. It's, well, it's, a, it's in Proverbs. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm just I'm just going down the line. KJ Jefferson, Malik Hornsby, Jefferson, Hornsby, Jefferson, Hornsby, mm-hmm. and then you hit Kendall Browse. You're like, what? What is Kendall? Br- when did he get in the rotation? I didn't know that he was uh, in the rotation. All right, if you would, uh, Trey, catch us up on what did you observe on day 13? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of ways to sharpen iron, guys. There's water stones, oil stones, diamond sharpening stones, but Arkansas is a big fan of using iron to sharpen iron. So that's pretty much what happened, iron and sharpening iron. <laughs> okay. Hey. That's uh, Would you – like to tell us how that was done or <laughs> yeah. which iron got sharpened yeah. or uh, yeah uh, was the right one, side of the blade or the left side see the, of the offense blade. is one side and their iron and then oh the defense gosh. they would be okay. iron also yeah. okay. and then when they clash they sharpen each other are you saying the ones and the ones clashed yeah yeah and got sharper so that's really? pretty much what well, at least the blade didn't break i don't know if you guys have been watching press conferences but 
the most overused expression that I have ever seen has been iron sharpens iron. Uh, it is okay. every single press conference. In fact, it's kind of become a bit of a, you know, a laughing, you know, deal with the media just because you never know. When Reed Bauer came in there yesterday and said iron sharpens iron, I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> when the punter came up there and talked about iron and sharpening iron, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. KJ dropped it twice today also. Um, it has become quite the cliche, so I'm just kind of messing around. But uh, apparently I was looking up, is iron the best way to sharpen iron? Well, can well, you can you sharpen yeah. what you're about to say? The, the, the coaches <laughs> yeah. the coaches probably use that, and the players continue it. That's right. It is in Proverbs, and it's talking yep. about strong people, strength and strong people is what it's talking about. Oh, yeah. I've looked it up. I've looked it up. Uh, the Bible verse, I've looked up water stones, will stones, diving, sharpening stones, mm. just about everything. But uh, I was just joking around a little bit with all that. But yeah. Jay, I, don't see, I don't see that in your story. It, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no sh- there's nothing they teach about you in journalism school, yeah, to stay away from cliches. And, so, Trey, uh, you know what this reminds me one. of? It reminds me of basketball coaches saying, they scored the ball. See, it's oh, the yeah. same thing. It's an idiotic phrase, but you know, the ball. everybody uses it. What exactly. else did they score? Their shorts? <laughs> exactly. They threw their jersey uh, through the net. <laughs> you know, just to, I was going to go on the whole show with that and just kind of throw that in there and see if see if somebody would say something. Twenty-five minutes, you were going to say iron sharp. I was going to see how often I could just throw in iron sharpens iron before somebody said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> we've heard, we've heard okay. it enough. You've already said it enough. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, just to answer Randy's question about practice today, um, you know, it was actually a little bit of a lighter day in terms of, uh, you know, their gear. They were they were in, in spiders today, so no. No hard shells or anything aside from the helmet. Um, but I thought it was a pretty competitive practice, actually. Uh, you know, it doesn't compete with yesterday. Yesterday they were really getting after it in that low red zone stuff with quarterbacks, wide receivers, and, and D-backs. I mean, they were they were straight getting after it. And the D-backs, of course, had boxing gloves. Uh, today we got to watch a little bit extra of um, – of uh, some team periods and stuff. Uh, saw them work a little bit of Drew Sanders down at the edge, um, you know, in a two-point stance. But, uh, you know, three linebackers out on the field, three defensive linemen, five D-backs. Uh, so that was good to see a, a little bit of a mix-up um, on defense. And, um, you know, Quincy McAdoo, guys, I've got to mention Quincy McAdoo. I know there are listeners in Clarendon. Um, he has just been really impressive to me. In fact, Bakke has been impressive, and we know Sategna is is doing some great things out there too. But uh, I don't feel like those two other freshmen are getting quite enough notice. Um, they've got a really bright future. Every one of them. Quincy made a fantastic catch today. He made a huge catch yesterday in the end zone. Now he basically just took it away from Hudson Clark, who had boxing gloves on and wasn't <laughs> able to secure the ball. But it was still still pretty impressive because of the way he had to contort his body and everything in the air. But it just feels like Quincy makes a big catch. You know, just about every day, and I'm, you know, I'm not talking just in team, which today was in team, but you know, also in one-on-one stuff like that, he'll, he'll, he'll go up and get one. Uh, so he's been, he's put on like 20 pounds since the spring, also. So, um, you know, I don't know if those guys are are ready to factor in right now, but it's it's a pretty bright-looking future for those guys. Miles Slusher's still out. They had Jaden Johnson working the nickel uh, today, which he has been boundary safety 
pretty much since the spring he's been working boundary safety. Those two positions mirror each other pretty well, and so not too big of a change. Uh, Jaden Johnson, by the way, he's lost a significant. He was up to about 230 last year playing uh, playing nickel and safety, and now he's around 205, so he's lost a significant amount of weight. Uh, but Miles um, Slusher has been out for a couple of days now. Jaden Wilson been out a couple of days. Uh, Marcus Henderson is still uh, sporting the green jersey. He's the only guy that I've seen in green. Can um, I stop you there, Trey? Okay, yep. so he's a guy that is a pretty talented offensive lineman, right? Yeah. Is, is there well any recruited. way he now has time to even fit in the two deeps, even the first, say, month of the season? He's been out so long? I don't know that they would have brought him into camp if they didn't think that. Um, mm. You know, the they get 110, and you know they could have brought another, they could have brought another player in uh, to fill his spot. Now we did see Patrick Kudis working second team center today. That's the first time I've seen yeah, Kudis work center. Gonna, yeah, thank you. I was going to bring that question up. Yeah, they 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 like him a lot. I liked him a lot just on his on his video out of high school. Uh, when he got here, I was like, man, he's a little bit bigger than I thought he was going to be. Uh, so they they like him a lot, and you know they kind of talked about him maybe being second team. I think obviously they would try to. You know, ideally not play any of those freshman offensive linemen more than four games to hold on to their red shirt, and maybe that means mixing them up here and there throughout the season. Uh, but, uh, you know, you kind of get the impression that, you know, really all of those guys are working second because oh, uh, uh, Devon Manuel's also been out. I forgot to mention Devon. He's been out for a little bit. But, you know, you have Chambly working at left tackle and Kudis working, um, you know, at both guard spots and center today with the second team and Marion Harris working uh, second team guard. So, you know, those I mentioned those wide receivers, but those freshman offensive linemen have been pretty impressive too. I'm still looking for Isaiah Satania, but I guess again, this is nothing to do with the depth chart. This is all about uh, the fastball start. That's where yeah. you really uh, are reporting on. One name that I was glad to see that I hadn't seen in a while, uh, whether it's on the depth chart. Oh well, okay, for the fastball, the fastball depth chart. Uh, but that's Hudson Henry, and um, he had a nice catch over the middle from Cade Fortin. Yeah, he did. He had a 15-yard reception over the middle today. And, uh, you know, most of those moves that, you know, we see, like, where's Drew Sanders? Everybody's freaking out. You know, where's Drew Sanders? Uh Uh, Stuff like that. That's, you know, kind of by the plan early on. uh, And, you know, they they script all that stuff out. So that's the plan that they have early on just to, to get a different look in there. With Hudson, I, I think it's just kind of been that's where he is right now on the depth chart. Uh, you know, I think it's, um, you know, Bax is the second team. Obviously, Knox is the first team guy, Bax second team. And Tyrus Washington has done some really good things too. And, uh, you know, it may be a situation where they're wanting to, you know, make sure that they can count on Hudson to stay healthy. Uh, KJ said he's always, you know, taking care of his body. You know, he's always the guy that he sees uh, in the training room, in the ice bath, you know, just trying to make sure that he takes care of himself. So, that you know, kind of a similar thing as Dorian Gerald. You know, you want to give him all these reps with the first team and, you know, all this stuff if you're worried about him getting hurt again because he's been hurt so often. Uh, so, you know, that could factor into it too. I still think Hudson's got a lot of talent and can help this team. Um, but we'll see. He's got to stay healthy. I thought it was interesting also that – the mock game is being held tomorrow. Uh, no, that, not this no, Saturday. Next week. That would be next yeah. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, talking about tomorrow's scrimmage then, mm-hmm. approximately how many plays do you think, Trey, they're going to try to squeeze in? 
Last time they got in, 110. Uh, I don't I don't know if that includes kicking game or not, but that was what they had estimated that they got in. It'll be thud up, so no live tackling to the ground. I think that's smart. You know, practice practice tackling. You know, in a more controlled environment. Uh, you know, in practice with drills and stuff, and uh, you know, make sure you get to the season healthy. Of course. They miss tackles in the in the season open. Everybody will point to that as the reason why, but mm-hmm. that's pretty much what what most people are doing now. Thudding up is, um, you know, it's a uh, you're tackling. You're just not driving somebody into the ground. You know, you're wrapping up. You're popping them. Um, you know, you're take, trying to take them backwards, but you're just not finishing the tackle. That's that's you know. So it's it's still a good way to do it. And that's when injuries occur. You know, when when you go to the ground, that's when when you start seeing. Um, you know, injuries, leg injuries, knee injuries, and those kinds of things. So playing it safe right now. But probably, Randy, I would expect maybe around 110 or so. Let's talk to Carlos. Carlos, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Good afternoon, time, sir. First of all, I uh, love the show, guys. Uh, Thank it's you. A, this is my favorite time of the year. I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve talking about you. college football. <laughs> it's getting but, close. Uh, let, me ask y'all, uh, let me ask y'all a question. Is it any possibility that they can go ahead and name Kendall Brown the head coach in waiting in Arkansas this year? You know, I've seen – I have I seen a lot that. of schools do that over the years. Uh, I saw yes, Will yes, Muschamp named as head coach in uh, waiting. Doesn't work. Yeah, I've seen him name head coach no. in waiting at Texas. Uh, I've seen Barry Lunny Jr. named offensive coordinator in waiting under Brett Bielema at Arkansas. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. I'm trying to think of other people that I have seen done that done with, and it has never come to fruition. Yeah, just doesn't work. Wasn't Kirby at one time, didn't he have kind of that title at Alabama under Saban? I don't know that he – I don't remember Kirby ever having that. Um, Maybe he was just the title. heir apparent. Maybe so. No. But, okay. but the okay, thing about well, it is, that that's almost saying – Sam Pippen intends, sure, someday he's not going to be here, but I think he's probably got another good five or six years, don't you think, at least? Oh, yeah. Uh, He just turned 60 years old. Yeah, so he's got some time. Saving 70. Yeah, he's 10 years younger than Nick. Yes. Well, that's the reason I asked that question, because I would hate to see Kendall Biles lead the University of Arkansas. If they can just go ahead and name him a coach and wait, because Sam Pittman, hey, he's a lot older than people. I mean, I can tell the way he moves around. He's a great guy, though. I love him to death. But uh, we're going to need to look for our future as we start to win again. That's all I'm asking y'all guys. Yeah. Well, Sam's trying to take care of himself. He's he's probably busting about 280 right now, um, and that's down. You know, so that's that's probably why he moves. But his mind's sharp. Don't ever mistake that. I mean, um, Sam Pittman is he knows everything that's going on with that's this right. program. Yeah. Uh, and a quick and, wit. Yeah, absolutely quick wit. Uh Kendall Kendall's gonna go at some point. He'll he will leave for uh a head coaching job probably if Arkansas continues to have success. He will get his opportunity at some point. And you know, maybe that's what makes it more appealing. I don't see the second go around with Arkansas. Uh I don't see that being a situation where um, you go out and take a, a chance on your your tenth pick, you know, like they did with Sam Pittman. Uh, you know, I think he's now obviously that worked out really well, but you know, I, I think Arkansas will probably try to find a sitting head coach. Um, you know, when that when that time comes. Now, having said that, at the same time, Notre Dame didn't do that. Notre Dame hired their, I believe, defensive coordinator, yeah, promoted right. him to head coach. <laughs> yep, um, did. and and this day. 
that might be the smart way to go to hire from within because everybody can enter the transfer portal and completely decimate your program. So if you've got things going well, if you've got things, you know, going in the right direction, now say, I guess the situation would be Sam Pittman leaving for another head coaching job, not in the SEC because he's got the non-compete, um, you know, and then you might say, hey, we want to keep this all together. You know, who's the best assistant to, to promote uh, and keep this thing going? Or if Sam Pittman were to retire down the road, uh, which is, uh, I think, probably more likely. And, you know, I think, again, the smart move would probably be to either hire someone who was just recently there, like if Kendall Browse left, you know, for a little bit to take a coaching job and you brought him back, um, you know, or, you know, hire somebody within the staff. I look at this staff and I think, okay, you know, who's – who are potential, you know, head coaches on this staff? And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, just right now I could see maybe way down the road a guy like Cody Kennedy or Jimmy Smith. I think those two guys have potential down the road. They're pretty early in their uh, their coaching careers. Uh, more immediately, maybe a Dow Loggins would be a guy. Of course, Barry Odom and Kendall Browse are, are two others, probably a little um, – you know, closer to uh, obtaining that or reobtaining that in, in Barry Odom's case. But I think there are a lot of good coaches on this staff and some potential head coaches one day. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Question or comment for Trey? Yo, How you doing, guys? Savage, good afternoon. Got it all right? Yep, doing yep. great. Hey, Trey, we're you know, sharpening look, each other Trey, up. At, That's what we're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> looking at the quarterback room, Trey, we know what KJ and Hornsby, but how many more recruits do we need to bring in next year? How many recruits, period? At yeah. the quarterback position. At the quarter? Well, they've yeah. already got Malachi Singleton on board. I don't see them going after any others. You don't think so? I mean, as no. far as, and what do you have as, what do you have as backup? Because KJ's probably gone. Yeah, well, that, I mean that's that really a little premature, him? but if he has a good season, he's kind of indicated that this could be his last his last go round. Um, I think Malik Hornsby is throwing the ball really well, guys. I mean, I, I mean, like really crisp, Appreciate nice, that. pure spirals, and Thank you know savage. we we know what he can do with his legs also. But it's you know I th- we had an interesting conversation with Kendall Browse today just about. Kate Fortin and Kate Renfro, you know, both of those guys were Power Five offers out of high school and are walk-ons. You won't find many. I can't think of any uh, walk-on quarterbacks in Arkansas history that are former Ole Miss scholarship and North Carolina scholarship quarterbacks. And you guys, I can't, I can't think Kevin, of that. <clears throat> Kevin Scanlon <clears throat> went to North Carolina State when Lou Holtz was there. When Holtz came to Arkansas, Scanlon transferred and, and was all was the Player of the Year in the Southwest Conference in 1979. That as a walk-on? Only, oh, as a walk-on. Ryan oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, not a, not a walk-on. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. so as a as walk-ons. No. I mean, I, I no. think that's, yeah, that's kind of unheard of. So yeah, unheard uh, if of. you haven't heard yeah. of it, Rick, then it's unheard of. <laughs> yeah, I'd say unheard of, yes. You got yep. <laughs> Uh, let's see, from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback, Larry says, first game jitters. I have a question for Trey looking back at Arkansas's opening game against Rice. Arkansas didn't have a great showing. Maybe it's the first game jitters. Maybe they were playing a little vanilla, trying not to show Texas too much. Maybe they need to make adjustments after seeing how new players play on game day, etc. 
What is Pittman and crew doing to make sure this team is ready for game number one? As I've said multiple times, this Cincinnati game is the most important. Let's get Persons a mind reader. I was all over that yesterday and was actually asking questions about it today at the press conference. But yeah, so I, last game, Arkansas was down 10-7 at halftime. Do you guys know some of the reasons yeah. why? A lot of the stuff that we haven't talked about. Remember how the game started? Yeah. yeah. Fumble. Yeah. Opening kickoff. That's not usually the. I always thought the first play would, you know, kind of tell you a lot about the season, how the season mm-hmm. was going to go. Not necessarily in this case. Before. Yeah, not necessarily in this game, but the first play was a fumble. I think it was Bishop. Bishop didn't have a very good game. He had two pass interference penalties. Um, Grant Morgan got ejected for targeting. Bumper Poole got ejected for targeting. Jalen Catalan also had a personal foul in that one. Hayden Henry was not even in the first half of the game because he was sitting out from a, a penalty, a suspension, uh, the, you know, for the uh, helmet to helmet in the last game of the last season. So he had to sit out the first half of the first game this past season, if that makes sense. Um, 13 penalties in that game for 110 yards, something like that. 13 penalties. Um, yeah, they. I, I 100% brought that up to them, and I, I know that they're talking about it. But they, it was 10-7. They were down 10-7 at halftime to Rice to open the season last year. Now, they cleaned it up against Texas, only had four penalties for 40 yards. But uh, you'd like to see a nice, clean start. They don't have the luxury of, you know, if they commit 13 penalties for 115 yards or so against Cincinnati, they're definitely in jeopardy of losing that game. And that's why... Barry Odom was talking about they have this fastball. That's what this is all about, to get the blood flowing, yep. get them in the flow of the game. All hey, right, you guys have, have a great, great weekend. weekend. Yep, and stay sharp.